Moncrief on News Talk. Back in the day, people would declare their love or show off their musical acumen by making a mixtape. The likes of Spotify pretty much killed off that, but with a slight increase in the popularity of cassettes, could it be making a comeback? News Talk's Look at the Size of My Boombox correspondent Henry McKean went to find out. Daniel Mooney, here at the Hi-Fi Hospital just outside Kells, tell us about the mixtape and how important a mixtape was. And in front of us, we actually do have an old-fashioned tape recorder. Well, the mixtape was important to me um, when I was a kid because it uh, gave you a brilliant opportunity to impress uh, the opposite sex. Not necessarily with your extensive knowledge of music, you know, but how important music was to you. So your mixtape was, you know really important at the time. First of all, it was the skill. The skill in making a mixtape that was absolutely perfect. The gaps were perfect. They sounded like an original production tape with the exact correct gaps. I and mean, hours would be spent making sure the gaps were perfect. So it was about actually pressing stop oh, yeah. or record at the exact right On time. On the correct levels. The levels had to be right. This had to be like a tape you could go into Golden Discs and buy. You took a lot of pride. You still take pride in it. Has the mixtape seen any type of comeback? Are people bringing their old tape recorders in here into the Hi-Fi hospital to get fixed? Well, I do know there's been a resurgence in getting cassette decks repaired. Um, it's kind of perplexing a little bit to me, the repair of a cassette deck, but there's, there's quite a few of them coming in. They tend to be fancy cassette decks that people are getting repaired. Yeah, but there's a bit of resurgence. I don't know if they use them for mixtapes. I suspect lots of people are getting their old cassette decks repaired to listen to their mixtapes for nostalgia rather than to make new ones. I was looking for mixtapes in the shed earlier. All I could find was the Rolling Stones' Hot Rocks, which I think is a sort of early greatest hits. I think 64 to 71. I'm sure the listeners will correct me. Um, I can't find mixtapes, but you found a mixtape. You've got something here. (laughs) How old is it? Well, this particular tape is probably about 40 years old. I mean, it's just a random tape I pulled out of a box of tapes. I mean, there's probably about 250 tapes there. This was the first one we pulled out. And you know that Ace of Base were discovered like that? It was just random, and then it really? got stuck in the actual um, record producer's car. He couldn't get it out, and he couldn't get the songs. I saw the sign out of his head. So there's a lot to be said about being random. Well, there's a downside, all right, yeah. <laughs> Bernard Muldoon, you're a musician. You would make mixtapes. This was your, I suppose, your homemade record. Yeah, and yeah. How did you do it? I just um, composed my own music and, and set the tape recorder on top of my on top of the piano so you would set the tape recorder press record yeah off you go yeah yeah and you still have some of those original mixtapes no i don't not anymore and would you share them with friends or perhaps a girl you fancied i I did yeah but um i've no recorder anymore i i don't have a piano anymore i used to have but i play in pubs and anywhere there's a piano you know well i compose classical music on acoustic piano. Long Wave Radio, Atlantic 252. On location. I'd listen to Long Wave Radio, Atlantic 252. <laughs> With Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, and you'd press start, and then you'd try and make sure you get the end of the song. So you would try and get it perfectly? Yeah, never happened. And why did you do the mixtape? Was it, I suppose, what, so much cheaper than going out and buying a, a single? Everyone did it. In school, that's what everyone did. We didn't really have small town, no access to CDs or tapes or anything like that. And what about burning CDs? Did you ever do that? 
No, never really. Or was that burnt kind of for the rich people? Um, I left that to others. They could burn it for me. I've I never burnt a no, CD. Never done it. I just thought, how complicated. Mm-hmm, never done it. Simple minds, you two, Springsteen. Yeah. Just straight off the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And what channel? Oh, that would have been oh Nova, Radio Nova. So this was when it was a pirate. Yeah, in the eighties. And you loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And do you miss making your own mixtapes? And did you make them for yourself, or did you make them for a girl you liked? I make them for myself. And do you think the kids these days know what a mixtape is? No, absolutely not. Um, Alexa does everything for them. You're a young lad. Do you know what mixed tapes are? No. Hi, my name is Andrew Brady, and I'm a songwriter from Navin, and I've made a lot of cassette recordings. The young generation, for example, don't understand real music. The older I got when I recorded on cassette... It brings back the warm feeling of cassette tapes. So you like that feeling, that, that sound, that rich sound? There's a rich, warm sound. It's like bringing back the good old days. And, like, everything's gone, technology has taken over, and everything's robot-like. Do you know what a mixtape is? Yeah, it's a, a small assortment of songs, I guess. It's a miniature album, I suppose. Here is Dusty Rhodes, former DJ, now brand podcast producer at dustpod.io. Yeah, girls would flock to me, all right, yeah. (laughs) You can hear the sarcasm there. Henry, there's a reason I was on radio. Girls didn't flock to me. You're creating a Spotify playlist for somebody else that you hope that they will like and they will think fondly of you. It's the best way I can describe it. I knew people were listening to me and trying to record the songs and playing it over and over because that's exactly what I did before I got into radio. I didn't have the money to be going off and buying music and records and stuff like that. So I had a cassette recorder and I would exactly do that like everybody else. You would, I would listen to Larry Gogan doing the top 30 on, on, on RT Radio 2 at the time. Uh, and he would introduce the song and I press record then. So I would, I would get it right on the end. And the trick was always to try and press stop just before the DJ would come back in again. Didn't always work. The bottom 15 singles in a 30 Alano wears. One of my favourite images on the internet that's been going around for years is of a cassette and a pen beside it. And just the phrase, if you don't know what this means, then you're a kid. <laughs> I love that picture because I think it is nostalgia. I definitely think that it's nostalgia because you're looking back at a time. The cassette was just the means. I mean, we went from records, we went to to cassettes, then we went to CD, then we went to MP3s, and then we went to streaming. They're all just ways of delivering the music that we love. And I think that you go through, it depends on what age you are, as to what happened to be popular when you were a teenager. And that's the one that you will look back at most fondly. Wrong wave radio, Atlantic 252. On location. Hi, I'm Al Don. The Pizza Man. Touche. On Long Wave Radio, Atlantic 252. I am an awful hoarder. I kept my vinyl for a long time. And uh, I had a huge CD collection as well. And I eventually ended up selling all of them uh, when I realized that I had all of this vinyl. I had all of these CDs. I had all of these cassettes. But I did not have a turntable. I did not have a CD player anymore. I did not have a cassette machine. I don't even have a Walkman anymore. So, no, I don't have the cassettes anymore. But I remember making cassettes for girlfriends when I was a teenager. And the thought 
and dedication that you would put into it just to make sure that that was absolutely the perfect song that it said the right thing that it wasn't too little but it wasn't too much and that you weren't getting the wrong idea and you had to find out what kind of music she liked and it was just so important when you were a teenager so creating a mixtape for somebody else was like it was a huge undertaking especially for somebody who wanted to be a DJ when they grew up as was me Uh, I I probably spent four times longer than, than I needed to but oh, they were great days. This is a fancy cassette deck, so clunky is not. It doesn't really clunk. Oh, I love that clunky. <laughs> it's really... Well, it's a soft clunk. <laughs> oh, it has oh, a whirring noise. Go. Whirring noises are good. Hear that? That's lovely. Oh, God, I miss those noises. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And also, the action of that is just. I mean, it's very geeky, but it's, it's really nice, to be honest. There's a lot of really nice automation too. going on yeah, there. Yeah, and also really precision engineering. It's quite lovely, this is. There would have been very few of these being used as mixtape machines back in the 1990s, like, I can guarantee you. But, you know, for the purposes of this, it's nice. Do you want me to do something with it? Oh, yeah, we can actually try and make a mixtape. I think we're tuned into LMFM. Yes, but they're talking about the budget, so it's not a very romantic <laughs> mixtape. <laughs> Uh, my my kids they're like they're they're not that young they're they're eighteen and twenty but the very first time I showed them a cassette they were they thought it was you know it was really quaint and but they had no idea what it was so we're actually tuning in a station a radio station now lovely kind of hissy sounds there yeah. I mean this is a metal box in Kells and County Mead so or do you want some more budget conversation <laughs> and news talk probably the same right I can hear nothing yeah, but I don't think budget unfortunately it's no music no. So, so what you do to, to actually record it for the young people, you wait for your song to come on and you just go for record. Well, what we used to do was we'd have um, record and play pressed and it paused. And then you'd have your finger hovering over the button until you had some sort of repetitive strain injury because you'd know, be waiting for the ads. And then the ads would come on and the DJ would say, coming up next. And they'd, they'd say they're going to play that song that you desperately wanted to have. And then they wouldn't play it. Or they'd talk over the start of it, which would ruin the mixtape. Because you couldn't possibly issue a mixtape with like a DJ talking over the beginning. It had to be totally fresh. I remember years ago, uh, Q102, the pirate station, I think they were Q102. Years and years and years ago, they said they were going to do a new campaign where they would deliberately not talk over the beginning of the, the songs. Fantastic. It was fantastic because we could just record all the music perfectly. You know, but I mean, it was, it, was, it was simply about getting the cleanest version. Now, it never occurred to us, by the way, to save rubber money and go and buy the copy. It was always about recording it. Because, you know, records, cassette tapes, they were expensive. One ninety nine yeah, or had, a pound? We hadn't a penny. We hadn't a penny. I mean, a mixtape was a very valuable thing to give away because you were giving away a blank tape, which wasn't free. You know, it was wrecked, but it wasn't free. We found a song that we actually want to record on our mixtape. What do we have? Okay, so we're playing it now. So this is a this is a fancy three head cassette deck. So we can we can listen to the the source, which is the music. You can hear it there now. And now, by the magic of three head, we can listen to the recording. And I see what you mean. That's really good sound yeah. from this old fashioned tape recorder. Yeah, it wouldn't have been like that in my day. And when we play that back, it will sound as good. Did it, it is playing back. That is, you're listening That's to the it tape back. now. Yeah, that literally is. So I'll show you. This, this is the original. That's the original. And that's the tape. Wow. Isn't that fantastic? Yes, wonderful. We've yeah. just saved some money. Yeah. I, I must charge this customer more money for this. This is a better job than I thought I'd done. This is wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> 
There you go, uh, Daniel in the Hi-Fi Hospital there, ending Henry McKean's report and proving that the radio reception in Kells ain't the best. Uh, so, hello if you can hear us. Uh, we must try and do something about that. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.